following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? It's the Zero Fucks podcast, after a long hiatus and uh, been in quarantine for two, three weeks now, I thought it was imperative to get back and wrap up the month. What a fucking mad month it's been. I hate March already. I've just decided now that I hate March. I, I actually had the shits when um, I was missing out on... I'm just playing with knobs and can't work things out here. I um, decided that I had the shits when uh, St. Patrick's Day got thrown out the, at the door. And that really fucked up a huge date that I had planned, actually. That was the truth. But anyway, we can get on with it. Um, so many things to talk about. So many. Um, got a hand slap from Apple. I'll get through that. It's not the end of the world. I also will obviously talk about coronavirus. I'm probably not going to school anyone. I'm sick of people coming out and telling you what you should and shouldn't do. If you haven't worked out what you should be doing by staying home or minimising your social isolation interaction now, if you haven't worked that out, you're a fucking idiot. So I'm not going to be thrown down. But I am going to talk about a few things that have caught my eye about it. Um, what else have I got? couple of reality TV shows are finished. Anyone that follows me on Twitter will know. I worked a bit of blue with the whole um, couples and laying it out there. Anyway, it's not the end of the world. Just me just saying it how it is when I fancy it. Um, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Tiger King. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're in the few, very few. Um, yeah, I'm minus because of isolation. No Randy. No Cyber Monkey. Pete. Pete the Cyber Monkey's not here. And of course, Neil is um, in lockdown on his own. So, JJ's locked down and actually she's been in contact with someone who was in contact with someone with coronavirus. So she's now in isolation waiting on test results. And it was a bit of a joke I was going to have was, I wonder who's going to be one of my first friends and of all the people that 
might have it. Fuck, I'd hate it to be her because she doesn't deserve it. Um, yeah, so I've got some good advice and some things coming up from others, not from me. I'm just barely getting along. Anyway, why don't we kick it off and uh, and we'll start with Apple. Actually, we'll start with Trump, but let's get started. Everybody knows that the days are loaded Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed Everybody knows the war is over Everybody knows the good guys lost Everybody knows the fight was fixed The poor stay poor The rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody knows Where are those kids? They should be in school Oh no Government tells you not to take them to school Actually the schools The government says We're going to keep schools open But we recommend that they, um, you keep them home. And now we're getting to the stage where everyone should be home. So welcome, day 66 of the coronavirus, better known as COVID-19, and uh, brought to you by Wuhan China. Not a sponsor of the podcast, um, but I do want to establish, actually, I just want to clear up where it's from. It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. I want to be accurate. Okay. So in case anyone wasn't sure... It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. I want to be accurate. He wants to be accurate, so I guess that's what he does. It is from China. It is from Wuhan. And um, there's nothing we can do about it now. We can't blame people. We can't point at people and, and think, oh, well, the reality is, is well, how do we overcome it? So anyway, let's not get bogged down on that for the moment. I do want to um, also point out um, when Trump's on fire, he's on fire. China. 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 And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. 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 China, 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 and you know China, 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 South China, China, China. People say, "Oh, you don't like China." I like China, China. I love China. Do we believe that he loves China? I don't think he does. Anyway, I can tell you that there is a YouTube clip that exists where he says China for 10 hours straight. It's just on a loop. So if you're interested in that, China. In case you didn't hear what he said, he was saying China. 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 Okay. Anyway, fuck Trump. That's enough of him. Um, what else happened? Okay, so I got a smack from Apple and they basically took me straight out of the directory. Um, and they send a really obnoxious 
message that doesn't really clear anything up. But it basically said that I had broken one of these rules and you'd be taken out of the directory. <clears throat> I was at work at the time and I was trying to rack my brain thinking, what the fuck have I done now? Like it, it wasn't – like it, I haven't done anything nasty. I, I say some pretty blue things, but that's how I work. And, you know, again, it's not meant to aim for her. It's just telling them how well I see it. So anyway, I sort of racked and I went, oh, zero fucks podcast. And Okay, so maybe that's what the issue is. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. So anyway, I um, rack my brain. I get online and I do some artwork changes and basically I just take the U out of fuck and I put a, an asterisk. So I think that'll fly. And then I still had access to iTunes, so I went into iTunes and I – sorry, podcast now. It's not called iTunes. It's in podcast. And I just put a couple of asterisks in for the U and the C and went – that was the way it was. Anyway – I flicked it. I went and had a look at the message, and there was a list of 13, 12 or 13 different things. And it was saying to me that I, one of these I'd broken, and there, were, there was anti Semitic, there was homophobic, there was racist, there was, there was all these things. Now, I say a lot of things in jest and I take the piss. That's what it's all about. So I couldn't work out which one I broke because I'm thinking, well, fuck, I broke about eight or nine of these. So anyway, I wrote back to him and I, and I changed the artwork and I changed, you know, the lettering for fuck and I said, you know, I hate this meets approval. I don't know what the actual situation was. And this lovely lady from Apple got back to me pretty promptly actually and because uh, it happened during the day and then I stayed up late at night and I was looking at the time zones and thinking, fuck, someone will be in the office over there. Sure enough, there was. They got back to me. And I should find the email and read it out because it was quite funny. And it was basically said, uh, your artwork's fine. We'll upload that. That's okay. Um, just go back to the original where you and, – and you can say fuck. That's okay. We'd rather you write fuck and then we will go on and delete the necessary letters. We will put asterisks in our end. But you can say fuck but we want to tune it. And I went, oh, that's nice. So that's what I did and I think there's an F and there's an S and the UCK is missing, I believe. But anyway, that was all it was. Had they said that from the outset, instead of just falling into this category of you may have broken any of these, everyone would have been happier. So anyway, that was what happened. I have now rectified that and of course the Zero Fucks podcast up. We've done some new artwork for the start of April. Today, obviously, 31st of March. Some people are going to get this um, on April Fool's Day, which is quite significant for me for personal reasons. Um, I suppose I can talk about it now. I've been gone since 2000. Uh, April Fool's Day was the day I left my ex-wife. I didn't realise it was April Fool's Day. And I sort of made it known to her at that stage and... I think now she thinks I did her a favour, which is good, but it was just ironic. So that's how I measure April Fool's Day. Straight day in January, Valentine's Day in February, um, St. Patrick's Day in March, which, gone. Fuck, I'd hate to have a birthday in February, March this year. Um, April has plenty, not only 
the first, April Fool's Day. For Australians it's An- and Kiwis, it's Anzac Day on the 25th. And then Easter sort of falls in between. Isn't Easter going to be a write-off this year? Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. So anyway, we've squared it all the way with Apple. I think we're going to be pretty cool with with everything. Um, there was no threats. You know, there was no issues. It, it came from me. It wasn't from... It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. I want to be accurate. No, it didn't. It came from my end. And it was fixed. It wasn't manufactured in China. And, um, yeah, so anyway, we fixed that up. Um, what else have we got? Besides, I'm trying to steer away from coronavirus. Um, so I've sort of covered off on the apple. I'll get to – I want to talk about the effects of coronavirus. Um, and I want to talk about shout-outs too. One of, one of the one of the big um, things that I found out recently during oh, last week, I think, was I couldn't work out for the life of me why we had a big following in Romania, and it was doing my head in. I just um, and I, I've got a mate who's a um, Romanian and half Romanian, half Russian, and, and I was talking to him, and I'm saying, "You're not." You're not telling people. He's like, no, no, that's not the case. I'm thinking, fuck, I don't even know what this is. So I um, I, I ended up just because it kept getting hit after hit after hit in Romania and I'm just thinking, this is bizarre. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. So anyway, I um, did a bit of investigating and it turns out there's a radio station in Romania called Radio Gorilla and spelled ex- Oh, actually, it might be spelt a different way, Gorilla, because Gorilla's got two spellings. And it may have been that. But anyway, that was what it was. So I think that what they're doing is they're going on to find out or find listen to the podcast of their local radio station in Romania. I think it's in Bucharest. I'm not 100% sure. And um, they're following my podcast. And bizarre that the numbers are stacking up. There's so many people in Romania listen to it. So big shout out to everyone in Romania. It's um, it's always good to have people from abroad. I've got, you know, in, in Australia, Sydney, Perth, Melbourne, um, Terrigal, Morissette, um, Granville. This is just this month. Uh, Wollongong. Phoenix, Arizona happens to be a big hitter for me. And um, something that I'm proud of. And my friend who we've had on the podcast, uh, Adorkable Mandy, she's from there. Shout out to her sister, Kimber, who uh, is a fan of the show. And, um, yeah, look, Canadians are listening to it. Um, Just in the last month, Canada, Ireland, Spain, New Zealand, Serbia, Czech Republic, Germany, South Africa and France. That's just in the last month. So thank, thank you for everyone. Thank you. Thank you for everyone from, that listens because it is uh, something that I do when I, I make time to do it, obviously, and when I've got time out of my work schedule. And I, I enjoy doing it and it's obviously something I want to get bigger and bigger, grow the audience. And um, hopefully... We get more and more people that listen to it and actually enjoy it and, and, um, and get feedback back. Yeah. Didn't need to do that, but okay. 
Thank you. I can cope with that. So um, that's on my shout-outs. Again, uh, I want to thank... I also want to thank people that have been involved. So um, Alexandra from um, Soul Intimacy, who has just unfortunately um, been put on hiatus with her regular job. Um, so if you're looking for counselling, Soul Intimacy is someone that can help you out. I'm a sex coach and um, she's has a bit of time on her hands and she's working on plans. She's always working on something. She's a businesswoman. But she, yeah, unfortunately just in the industry that she is in and, and, and the effects of, of what's going on economy-wise, she's been put on hiatus for a little while. She'll have to get a job back. There's no issue. But um, it basically comes down. There's no planes flying that she's... Um, She's put on hold. Maybe she's a pilot. I don't want to give away what she does, but maybe she's a pilot. Um, but I want to thank her and I think we're going to get her back soon enough. I think that there's um, there's talk where that's going to happen, which is good. Uh, again, JJ, who's a dear friend of mine and I hope that she's not affected by the coronavirus. Um, that would be a tragedy. She's become a grandmother. She obviously wants to... I think she was heading off to catch up with the daughter and her, and her grandson this Easter. Well, that's all put on hold now. So I hope that there's a quick fix there and uh, that she's not coronavirus positive, COVID-19. Um, yeah. Who else? Big Jess. Good Jess. Now that maths or Married at First Sight in Australia is coming to an end, I do really want to catch up with... Good Jess, anytime soon. Because anyone that's just watched it tonight, there was a dinner party and the show is actually diverted from... The show was originally designed, and I'll probably get into this a little bit. Actually, fuck it, you know what, I'm going to get into it now. Just be at the point of it that Jess is going to come up at some stage and we're going to get her back. Um, love having a chat with her. She's a straight shooter. She's good fun. And... Um, She's she's one of these other people that's been affected. She has to work from home. So, you know, this is just the way it is. So let me just take a breather. And I think that we will get into Married at First Sight. Sounds a bit dramatic, but that's good. So, I've got a feedback issue somewhere, and it's pissing me off. Oh, go on. I don't know where it is. Let's see if Alexa knows what it is. Alexa, do you know what married at first sight is? Married at First Sight is an Australian reality television series based on the Danish program of the same name on the Nine Network. The show featured couples getting married by being matched by experts. However, unlike other versions of the show around the world, the couples do not partake in a legally binding marriage due to legal restrictions in Australia, but instead meet as strangers at the altar of a commitment ceremony. Okay, well, that clears it up. Firstly, it didn't know it came from... I thought it would just be a copy of an American show, as what we normally do, like Survivor. 
and um, I knew they didn't get married married, but maybe in other shows they do. Anyway, that happened. So what's going on there is apparently it's eight weeks of filming that took place in the, the ladder of last year, I think, October through to December. The didn't start doesn't start on a regular basis. It doesn't start until uh, I think Australia Day, somewhere around the twenty sixth, so twenty sixth of January. Lucky enough, the coronavirus really made its peak in Australia on the twenty fifth of January. That's how long we've had it. I think it's sixty six days. I think I've worked it out. So, uh, married at first sight. Pretty much anyone that listens to this knows that uh, I talk about it regularly. I talk about it with Jess. Good Jess was a, a contestant on Series 3. And we've now progressed. I think this is Series... I want to say it's Series 7. I should know, but I'm, I've lost interest. What reality TV in Australia has done has moved away from being the reality side of TV to creating drama and what looks like to me of um, stage drama is how it sort of looks like. Um, And it's like, it's, it's, it's bordering on um, the American, I'm trying to think the American TV show, Um, not the city, what was it called? Oh, mental blank. Um, I guess what guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is that the, the show's supposed to be purely um, just uh, off the cuff. People meet each other at, at the altar, and that's the way it starts. That's the way it goes, and we go from there. What it seems like is, and firstly, it, it's supposed to be that they um, match people up that are going to be suitable matches. And I get the impression that when it first started, they really did their research and they really did um, a lot of effort to get to that stage. And as it's sort of gone on, and I still think with season three, they were still working on people. Season four and five, I think we started to see moving into drama. And I'm not going to bore you guys with the details on who said what and who did what and all that sort of shit because that's not relevant. The relevant relevant part is is that it's now getting away from trying to find singles that really want to meet someone. And there was a few people that sort of gave the impression that they were throwing their heart into it and they were lonely and, and, and vulnerable. Like vulnerable really come out for me this year. And I'm starting to see that departure. But what I'm also saying, Hills was a show I was thinking of on MTV, The Hills, where we know The Hills wasn't initially stay. Well, sorry. It's supposed to be reality TV, but it would be this person's going here and this person's going here and we want you to talk about that and action. And they'd film it. Right? They do it in the UK with um, The Only Way Is Up. Uh, the Only Way Is Up. The Only Way Is Essex. And made in Chelsea, I think is another one. Well, it's a very similar format. I don't watch um, made in Chelsea. I do watch. I did watch. I haven't seen it for ages. Actually, the only way is Essex. 
I guess it probably because it's a younger crowd and there's things that I sort of like I laugh at, but I will say I do have a uh, the only way is Essex crush on Claire Brockett. She's one of the mums of one of the daughters on it, and uh, she has the best Essex accent. But I digress. That's Claire Brockett for anyone that's check her out on Instagram, Twitter. She's lovely and she's just a nice lady. So that's the format that they're sort of going to where it's staged. Well, the fact is the show's not set up to be an Essex or a Hills. It's it's not set up for that style of entertainment. The idea is it's a dating show and it's really gone off the rails. Now, if you look at the success rate of seven seasons, I can think of two couples out of about 40, I think. I think we're at 40 now, probably more. Um, Their success rate is atrocious. They're actually, they're a 98% failure rate. And they bring these experts in. They're not allowed to be called psychologists anymore because they go against the rules of what psychology stands for. So they either had to resign from the APS, which is Australian Psychological Society, or on the show they would be listed as experts. So it means they're not using their powers of psychology um, in this process. And it, and I guess if you understand psychology and you're into it, if you think about the doctors and the doctors sign off to an oath, um, Hippocratic Oath, which means given any situation you're a doctor and you're trained to, but you've got to save someone's life, no matter who that person is or what they've done or how they've acted, your job is, and they're trained to do it. Doctors do it unknowingly. Um, nurses are on the same. They don't sign the Hippocratic Oath, actually, but they're more willing to, to save people more than anyone. Psychologists aren't allowed to fuck with people's minds or give advice to people other than a professional sense. And in the, in the event of a TV show like that, they can't be seen to be putting people in harm's way. And that's primarily part of the oath of the APS, is that if anyone's going to self-harm, you have, you're, you're obliged to report them to the authorities or to someone that, that makes... Like it's, it's not like you, you, you've got a total confidence thing unless they're going to self-harm or harm others. And um, these guys are really flaunting with the rules. So they've got three specialists on there, or experts they call them. I think there's two psychologists and a psychotherapist. Um, and she's more of a scientist that does analysis. Which, you know, psychology is a science. Everyone's a scientist that does psychology. So in that mentality and how they're portrayed on the show, you would be believing that they were the ones that do the picks. That's the way the show makes out is that they're the ones that are actually picking the, picking the people. And that they're being monitored and coached or helped by these psychologists. Which I believe none of this is true. This is why they get away with being called experts now. Because they're not actually interacting with them. They, I think throughout the eight weeks they might appear on five or six episodes. And that's about it. Everything else they watch from the same seat that we sit in and we watch... So, you know, they're, they're no... And if you actually see, they're one of the rooms that they... While they're watching on the big screen and they're commenting and it's made to look like they're observing it while it's happening, they're actually sitting in the same 
room is where the dinner the the, uh, the dinner party was filmed. They're sitting in that same room. <sighs> They're trying to. I, I I feel like it's a head fuck, and I get annoyed and I get aggravated because of the fact that I find that it's pure manipulation of the viewers. Now I don't watch a lot of commercial TV anymore. I do watch this because I'm. Like I've said before, previously anyone that's heard me say I'm a social voyeur where I watch people in their surroundings and I I love watching how people interact and shows like this. Survivor's one of my favourite shows. So what I found with Married at First Sight this year is it has really gone away from what the initial drive of the show was. Instead of being called Married at First Sight, they really should give it another name and just focus on the drama and probably head to something like The Hills where you can have reoccurring guests for the next season and just get away from the dating show that it promised to be because it's, it's not. It's clearly not. So that's my beef with that. I will get Jess in. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the individuals in it because I just don't think right now I need to process what took place because it's just mental. It was just fucking crazy and, and it's pointless. It's pointless even trying to understand the level of what the show aimed at and what the show went to. And I believe, I personally believe, that that's what we need to avoid. Um, we need to avoid creating drama to make us escape from our regular life. Escapism is good and there's a lot of things we can do but adding drama... At other people's expense. I feel like these people, I mean, look, they're looking for social media um, presence, right? And I'll give you an example of what happens. Previous contestants, and I haven't had anything to do with anyone personally other than Jess, right? I invited Jess on the show. Jess called her how she sees it. She calls and sees it, and she tells you the truth. There's no bullshit about it. She's not looking f- for. Wow, I'm only, I'm only talking to you because I need more followers. That's not her, her aim at all. She is what you see, what you get, and she calls it as it, as it is. Jess is, I think that's the old school reality TV star. Like they came through, she went on for the right reasons, didn't work out. Since then she's fallen in love and mar- she's going to marry the man of her dreams and they've got a baby together and it's, and it's awesome. So... I think that's changed. So if everything that went down this season, of all the manipulation of people being destroyed and, and saying nasty shit to each other, like it's just, it is pure, pure nasty, they will still get people next year. There's no one to be deterred because there's a, there's a specialty in people now that are looking to launch their social media careers. They want to make a dollar out of it. They want to do what they can to become famous, they're famous in social media. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute because I've got a little premise that I'm going to run with. But So for everything that happens and everything that gets turned down and everything that gets turned upside down, for all the nastiness that gets said and, and the commentary on social media is crazy. Um, I will tell you though, I've just discovered... It's taken me eight weeks to find him, but I've just discovered on Instagram 
a guy by the name of Will Thompson, I think it is. I will look him up because he is such a character. Um, and he, he must have been commenting on this the whole time and I've not seen any of it. Um, but he made a comment about one of the contestants on it and said, don't worry, girl, I've got your back. And he's hilarious. I mean, he really is a funny man. Yeah, Will Thompson, W-I-L underscore Thompson, T-H-O-P-M-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. He's a very funny man <laughs> and, um, yeah, and that's the funny side of it. So I've made plenty of comments. I've said some nasty shit. I've said some stir stuff. Like I, I, I wouldn't say it's nasty. I just call it as I see it. But the show has really missed its mark and what it was aiming to do. And I think... I mean, I'm disappointed. I think there's going to be a lot of others that are too. But this is a gamble now because people want to play this. Now, I'll give you some feedback and social voyeurism. There's been a group of girls that I did follow. I don't follow them anymore. Um, one from Love Island, one from Married at First Sight and one from The Bachelor. And they hang out together They're on the Gold Coast. And they literally epitomise everything that's tied in with the reality stuff. They're friends and they were, I think they were friends before it but obviously they get tied up in this group and then there's a social gathering and someone gets invited to this and someone gets invited and they invite their friends. And their social media accounts basically play out like this now. They will promote uh, teeth whitening because all the teeth whitening companies go to them and talk to them. They will promote whatever the local club or whatever what a business is that signs up with a, a PR company that says, oh, we've got girls that we can use and just give them a free night. So they go off to this club and they take plenty of photos and they hashtag whatever the club is. Or even golf driving ranges on the golf co- Gold Coast, are high, you know, which actually look pretty cool. They're several stories high and there's restaurants and you can get a drink and all sorts of stuff. So this is the the level we've gone to. But what we start to see is, and, and I just lost interest because they're all doing the same thing and they're all putting the same things out there. And there's another one who's a contestant on The Bachelor. And I actually contacted her to have a chat because I really wanted to hear her story. And she agreed and then she ghosted me, which is really weird. When you get ghosted by someone you're not trying to pants, it's, it's a funny feeling. It's like I'm not even trying to date you and you ghosted me. Like you just – courtesy says, say no. You don't want to have a chat, say no. Anyway, I won't mention her name but she's now fading into oblivion because all she does is she gets a rare invite to whatever the latest social thing, previously to coronavirus, mind you. Uh, so she gets an invite to that. She'll take a few photos, get people to take photos with her with, you know, a, the arch of the product. There'll be a, a flower arch. Uh, she'll post that. Then she'll post pictures of her and a dog sitting in the sun, drinking a cup of tea, tooth whitening. And this is what it is. But they didn't go into reality TV to actually find someone and fall in love or whatever the whatever it's been, they went in it to create this other life 
to tell others that I've got a great life. It's quite bizarre. And for a lot of reasons, I can't get enough of it because I sort of go, where are you going with this? So I like looking at it from an experiment point of view. Let's see where we are in 12 months. And what you start to see with the Married at First Sight is last season's people have peaked out in the middle of last year and now they're starting to drop off and they're sort of grabbing at everything they can. So what they do is they come back and pass comment on um, what else is going on. And it's sort of, well, who cares what you think? You were on it last year. I don't care what you think about this year. And that's them trying to clutch on. Now, you've got to remember too, they're all tied up with PR agencies and they're pushing them. Hey, hey, you get on there and say something. The Daily Mail will write something up about you, you know. So they'll get on there. They'd be nasty. Oh, you should have seen what she wore. Or I wouldn't blah, blah, blah. It's... <laughs> It's just ridiculous. So let's get back to reality being reality shows. Let's put real people on there. doesn't matter if they're boring. doesn't matter if they're not com- – well, let's aim to get people that are compatible. And even if you're going to find them compatible, try and put them in the same state. When they threw in the other – the what I call the catch-up couples, you know, in, in the latest – one, there was a girl that came back and I don't even want to talk about her. I'll talk, to, I'll talk about her with Jess when I get hold of her because I find her pathetic. And there was a girl that was based in Sydney who told us, told us in the first 30 minutes, she must have said 30 times, I've just been living in LA, I'm in LA, I've lived in LA, I've been in LA, I've lived in LA. And she, they matched her up with a guy who lives in Cairns who's a musician and obviously in musical, you know, playing in a band and stuff. Your whole industry is based around Friday through to you know Sunday. That's where you make your money Friday or Thursday, even Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. So, how is he going to interact with a woman that lives in Sydney? Like it, it just it was crazy. So, why would you even do that? That's not reality. That's what I'm getting at. Anyway, we're going to get away from that for a little bit. I'll get Jess back. We'll talk about that. There's another podcast coming up in the weekend. We'll talk about Survivor. April's going to be far more buoyant. Um, Yeah. There's a few things. So anyway, let's have a break. So one of the things that has, and I'm just going to be honest with this and we'll get on to the coronavirus. Since coronavirus has come around and, and there's been lockdowns of all different degrees, I basically went into week down, weekend lockdown probably about three weeks ago. Um, and there's a friend that I made via Instagram who I've done a podcast with uh, a really good podcast. Um, her name's Jody. She had a really rough year last year. Um, and when you hear the podcast, you will understand what it's about. But it's a really good story to tell. And I sort of, after there was a tragedy involved and I waited for about seven months and I contacted her and then we kept missing each other. And she was really good and really honest. And I've been sitting on that podcast. Firstly, I lost it and it crashed along with the other ones. And then Pete the Cyber Monkey fixed it up. I got it back. 
and I've I'm edited it, I've edited it and I'm sitting on it because I just didn't know it was the right time while this was going on to sort of put out there and it's a really nice story to tell. Um, I've never met her in person but I feel like I know her. She's a lovely lady. She is really got her head screwed on and she's come out of a tough situation and I, I really admire her. On top of that, she's a nurse, right? And she's she's constantly evolving in different courses in nursing and I think she's a like a, a nurse manager, like manages a nursing unit and she is at the forefront. So for everything that's gone on and you're here on the podcast and everything that's happened in her past, she is at the forefront of working with the people. A lot of her patients are in are elderly and they, they're going to suffer. They're going to get coronavirus and I, I believe they're doing their best to keep it out. But these people just keep turning up. And she had said to me, I think I was in comments we talked about on Instagram and it was basically saying, this is about uh, three, four weeks ago, you know, um, lockdown on the weekends and, and she actually, she was taking time off social media and I did the same and I went away and I had the weekend away and I just needed to do it to sort of get my head straight um, and I've had mental illnesses probably uh, probably most of my life that I didn't I wasn't aware of and when I say mental illness it, it's I've suffered from depression I've suffered from anxiety and I didn't know. I probably I really didn't know this for a long period of time. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon by any means. I spent a good 12 years on antidepressants um, and I weaned myself off and, and I got hold of it. I'm not ashamed of it. There's a lot of things that happened in my life that would lead you to, to go down the path that I did. I didn't realise it. And it wasn't until I spent some time with a, a psychologist, or two psychologists actually, a psychologist and a counsellor, one male, one female, to get a different balance and get an understanding. And, and of course, that spurred me on to work in mental health, which I'm in the process of doing. So with what Jody had said and, and about taking time out, I really did take time out. Um, this is something I do that I really love and I'm passionate about it and I really want to make it work. But at this stage, it's purely just a hobby. And I want to build the audience and I want to give people something to laugh about. And what I have done over the last couple of weeks is really just shut off because I didn't want to get on here and just rant, just give a rant about, oh, the world's crashing down and it's all fucking miserable. I don't think like that anyway. But I do look forward and go, okay, this is a bit bigger than something that we've seen previously. Okay, and I've been hesitant to get on and talk about because I didn't want to be a depressive person. I don't like that. I don't want to. I, I want to see the positivity, and I can honestly say right now, the results are coming in with self isolation and people staying away from each other. The results are slowly changing, and if anyone wants to check out my Instagram, Gorilla underscore radio underscore au you will see there's something i posted that jody had sent about the percentages of if you self-isolated and 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 i do admire her but she's also inspired me to spend more and more time talking about these sorts of things so 
On top of that, I don't want to be the person that bangs people over the head that says you should do this, you should do that. You should know about washing your hands. You should know about the, the hygienic um, steps that we need to take. We, you should know by now the isolation. Like if you th- still want to think that this is a fucking joke, you are mistaken. This is imperative that we do these things. Not because of just ourselves, which is important, but you could be a carrier. And if you're mixing with other people, old people, I see how many old people I see in the shops and I think, why are you in the fucking shops? Go home. Someone, get someone to do this for you. I'll do it for you. Just fuck off. Like, So I really took a hard line on, I didn't want to be that podcast that stamps, bangs people over the head, okay? And I really didn't feel that I was in the right brain space to be handing that out and that's why I've sat I've sat on a couple of podcasts because I really didn't want to be that guy Uh, and I think if you get to that stage where you you are that depressive people are like oh fuck this guy wants to make me kill myself what's going on so that's what I don't want to be so that's why it's been a little bit in between I will try and get Jody's podcast up this weekend um with that too because it means a lot to me and i know how much it means to her i really don't want to fuck it up i don't think i can fuck it up i think all the hard work's been done but it is little bits that i i throw into it and i i yeah anyway it'll it'll be it is what it is and i hate that saying but you know that's the way it'll go anyway so that'll come out. And there's also another one called Podcast Blast. And it really wants to talk – I really want to talk about podcasts because obviously it's something I'm passionate about and they've come to the forefront. But particularly in this time when we are self-isolating, there's so many things that we can do and there's so many things that we can watch. Um, and, and because we need to do that, we need to to find our, our you know, internal – entertainment I guess in indoors and there's been a big big upsell on on um, uh, puzzles and board games and things like that which is good but obviously television and streaming is huge so podcast blast is not only going to be about podcasts and I'll, I'll definitely have one out this week um, but I'll also have tv shows and all have recommendations like you know, everyone's talking about the Tiger King. And I could talk about the Tiger King for hours because <laughs> it's just fucking – it's the craziest thing. I, I'm still trying to, to fully digest everything that was going on. But there, there is so much more. So I'm going to talk about that. Here, for instance, is a show. And this will give you the initial start of a show called Letter Kenny. Neil put me onto this. It's a Canadian show. It's fucking sensational. Um, it makes me love Canadians more and more. Um, and this is the cold open of the very first episode. And it's just... Imagine if we could get YouTube without ads. So this is the opening for Letterkenny. A couple Kenny. hockey players come up the produce stand the other day. I can't believe your sister's still dating these nutsacks. Wayne, 
How are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Hey, Katie. Go home, Daryl. Nice onesie. Does it come in men's? Oh, I think you come in men enough for all of us. I think you better come in my... I mean, you better come... I think you better come say that to his face, you fucking hicks. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. Hey, I heard about your breakup, buddy. She was a sweetie for what, uh, five years, right? Oh, you're a high school sweetie, right? What's it to you? Heard she cheated on you, buddy. That's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. It's too bad she taught you not to fight anymore, buddy. Because that's a fight on sight for you and her new guy, buddy. Fourth life for life, bro. Maybe if you'd ever been in a real fight, you might not be so keen for another. What'd you say? You heard me. <laughs> Almost better. Tarts off, boys. You looking for a Tilly, buddy? Let's have a Donnie Brook! Pump the brakes. You take your shirt off, but leave your sunglasses on. What sort of backwards fucking pageantry is that? You gonna fight with those shades or play pokerstars.com? Hold my spitter. Dude, I can't hold your spitter. You hold my spitter, just put the spitters down. TikTok. Go time! Look at that fucking treasure trail. What's up with your fucking body hair, big shoots? You look like a 12-year-old Dutch girl. Your aesthetician quaffed that for you? You can kiss my aesthetician. You guys do CrossFit? You can cross fuck off. Cross fart. How many times you pulled your horn today, bud? What? Oh, she's bashful. Well, come on, kitten. I won't tell anyone. Ballpark six to eight, you're a fucking animal. Play a little five-on-one. Hit the kitchen, mix a batch. Feed the ducks. Distribute some free literature. Go time! Fucking shut them! Riley, Jonesy, put your fucking shirts on and get out of here. This, this isn't, isn't over! Jenks, you owe me a Coke. I'll never buy you a Coke. <laughs> it's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trails. And that is a letter, Kenny. Now... In Australia, we have it on SBS On Demand. <laughs> Gotta love how they pull those shows. I don't know how they do it, but they do. Um, in the US and Canada, it's on Crave TV and might be Hulu as well. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and, of course, anyone that knows how television works on the internet knows how to find it. But Letterkenny, one word, Letterkenny. Fantastic TV show. If you can understand that, if you might have to go back and listen to it. It's the fucking greatest. Not because we can't understand what we're saying, purely because they um, they move so fast. It's a fucking great show. So that's the sort of stuff that we'll see on Podcast Blast where we'll talk about not only podcasts. I've got heaps in podcasts. Like, um, and, and I really wanted to – how Podcast Blast came about was a, a movie review show that I absolutely loved and – the idea came to me that we should talk about that and then they actually wrapped it up, I think after about five and a half years, and they wrapped it up at the end of last year. And I'm still searching for a really good movie podcast because I, I, I love movies, but um, I'm struggling at the moment to find one. But I'm, yeah, I'm sort of fixed on on other things. And when I say other things, I will put you on to... Uh, I say podcast. It's a radio show out of um, US called The Woody Show. They've been around forever. They're... Seabass um, here from The Woody Show at Coachella where you could come for the bands. But why and The Woody Show is... And actually, when you see it, you'll understand it. They're on 27 to 25 stations around America. It's a joke. It's a... 
it's a thing off the Woody show. They do a heap of things, but they also do probably – and I'm going to recommend this podcast, right? So you've got, you've got to understand what I'm about to, to do is against everything I believe in. When I'm in a relationship and when I'm with someone, I have a no-fart policy. Actually, when I'm with women, I have a no-fart policy, right? I don't, I don't need – they don't need to hear me fart, right? So I don't do it. And I think it stemmed back from when I was married and I never farted for a long period of time. And then it got to the stage where I farted in front of her and then I thought, that's gone now. You can't not fart. Like it's – once you rip that Band-Aid off, you can never put it back on. So that's my no-fart policy. I don't believe – I don't need to hear a woman fart. I don't, I don't hold it against them but it takes away – the mystique of women. I think women are beautiful. I don't want to hear them fart. So anyway, that's my no fart policy. In saying that, getting back to the Woody Show, the Woody Show has an episode on their show called Guess Who's Gas. And Guess Who's Gas is <laughs> a crew of Woody, Seabass, Ravy, Gregory, Menace, Fake News, Doc Cameron, Bought. So there's about seven or eight people and they interact in the show. And it's it really is, as far as radio shows go, I truly believe it's, I find it the funniest thing and it makes me happy every day. I listen to the podcast. Here's the ironic part about living in Australia when you listen to American podcasts. Because we're in front, we actually have to listen from behind. So, for instance, now it's Tuesday going into Wednesday, but I won't get their Wednesday podcast till Thursday. That's just how it is. So I'm a day behind all the time. Anyway, it doesn't matter because the show is just relevant. And the part about I love about the podcast is that it, it cuts all the music out. So the music I could listen to, I, I like what they listen to. I don't have any problem. But it just focuses in on the funny stuff. So anyway, guess who's guess? This is what... <laughs> I, I don't care who you are, farts are funny, okay? So this is how a part of the show plays out after someone is trying to sell me Amazon. So we are playing <laughs> Guess Who's Gas. You on the phone will listen to the sample and have to just guess whose gas it is. How about Don? Don! Don. Good morning. When you're ready, say hit me. Hit me. <laughs> Somebody on the text says, it sounds like a building being imploded. Damn, that sounded like yeah. my wife. Don, your two options are Woody or Ravy. Woody. Part sounds like Godzilla's roar. Were you no. in a bathtub? Yeah. No. So what I did is I have these drawers in my closet that are uh-huh. empty. My wife is sleeping. Right. You're squatting into a drawer in a yeah. closet. I set the phone in the empty drawer. Right. I kind of did like the squat over the drawer. And went, uh-huh. <laughs> and did your wife wake up? <laughs> I would have thought the neighbors might have woken up with that. And that's the humour of the Woody Show. I highly recommend it. I'll put the link in the show notes. I love it. It just makes my morning, day, evening, whenever I get a chance. Um, again, I, I don't listen to it just for the fart. There's another another show they do called Cartnarks, 
Um, where in Australia we call them a trolley. And I guess we put the trolleys back in the trolley bay. Um, in America they call them carts and they put them in the cart corral. Ironic. But anyway, um, so what this guy does, Seabass, who's from the show, he <laughs> poses as a cart narc and he's got like a, a speaker and he walks around and he catches people that don't take their trolley back to the corral, all right, or the, where, you know, where the trolleys live. They just leave them there in the car to damage other cars and he walks over to them and, he, and he's got magnetic stickers saying that I'm a lazy bones. I've been caught by the cart narcs. And he gets some really irate people that just fucking freak out. I've not seen anyone yet actually go, oh, yeah, nah, I should put it back. They all want to be confrontational and then they want to chase him. And he's a funny bastard the best of times. But he actually um, runs from them but says the whole time, and they're going, you're annoying me, you're a bad person. He goes, oh, I'm a good person, I'm just trying to tell you. And so that, that's the Woody show. The Woody show makes me laugh. It keeps me just loving life. Um, they have a lot of comedians on there. They get people on there. But they, they just – it's a really good podcast – well, the podcast, iHeartRadio – the Woody Show or just go The Woody Show. They're on iTunes, Instagram, um, Twitter. Each of the guys that are on there are on that. They're, just, they're really funny. I say guys, Ravy's on there. She's a girl. She's really funny too and she adds to it. They've got a balance where they can just – and I think this is where Australians really relate to it. They really throw a lot of shit at each other but it's all in good fun. It's all part of their gig and they get it. And they go head to head on a few things, but there's no love lost. And I and I, and that used to be a real, real positive trait about being an Australian was that you could have that, you could take the piss and you could say a lot of things, and no one got offended. And um, it's fortunate for me. I don't I don't give a fuck. I just say it. So, you know, I never aim to hurt people. Anyway, that that's what podcast blast will be about. Jody's one will come out on. That's what I'm talking about um, and I'm trying to sort of push into doing more interviews. I really want to get people's stories. It's, so if you've got a story for me or you think that you want to talk to me about something that's personal or a story that you think that would sound good on the podcast, then contact me. Send me a, an, an email at uh, kmac at gorillaradio.com.au. Of course, emails are... Um, pretty slow you can get me on twitter you'll find me uh gorilla underscore kmac you'll find me on instagram and gorilla underscore radio underscore au just put gorilla radio and you'll find me and and send me a message i'll be willing to have a chat and um yeah and and we can talk about anything we don't have to sort of get bogged down in you know what the world's talking about and we don't have to talk about you know anything else it comes from china that's why Comes from China. I want to be accurate. We don't need to talk about China. Do we want to get into coronavirus? I think we're actually going to leave it alone and we'll leave it to the weekend. The one thing I do want to say, I'll put a different spin on it. Um, For instance, I see things that... um, different industries and different things that are obviously serious 
people have lost their jobs and things like that. We will recover. I do want to point out one thing on a serious note. My generation, my parents' generation, were all born after World War II. And, and, and many of the people listening, their grandparents, were also born after World War II. We haven't seen anything like this take place. The closest thing from an Australian point of view, and I can't talk for the rest of the world, but Australian point of view, the closest thing that we've actually seen is the Vietnam War. Korean War was in the 50s. It didn't affect Australia so much. Uh, the, the Vietnam War did, as we were a huge participant. participant. But what happened was it didn't affect the day-to-day running of the country. We've bought into Afghanistan. We've bought into Iraq. We've bought into the Middle East. We've gone on peacekeeping missions. Our military's done that. We haven't had to call for volunteers. We'll never see volunteers come into that fold again in Australia. Again, I'm only talking from Australia, but I can't speak for the rest of the world. What we've got on our hands is a pandemic, which we know has finally been called a pandemic. It took ages to get to that stage. Um, we will recover. There will be better days. What I will say to you is start for people that are working or people that are, that, that, um, are getting some money in and they're worried, I can't go here, I can't do that. Stick your shekels away because when we get back to reality, there's going to be massive boost on and, and price cuts on travel, on clothing. Everyone's going to do what they can to slash prices to get people back into shops because for the better part, our life is currently changing. We can't do the things that we would normally do. But rather look at it from a negative point of view. Just know that we are going to recover. All right? I look forward and I can't see an immediate solution. What I can see is everything that the government is recommending is coming via the World Health Organization, which is the website you want to check out. If you're not sure about anything, go to who.org and they will give you the latest and the greatest. They'll tell you what's happening around the world. They'll tell you. Our government is taking advice from them as well as the medical professionals in Australia. We've also in a fortunate situation in Australia where we, the government is going to put a stimulus package in to stimulate, to keep people in business, to keep their employees on, to give them some sort of handout and they recognise that people have rent and people have got mortgages and they're, they're working towards helping people out. In many countries around the world, they don't have that. And we've really got to recognise we are the lucky country. I'm not a voter directly for Scott Morrison. I think that during the fire situation at the end of last year, he made a dick of himself. But I also want to give him credit now because he's listening to the people. He's listening to the professionals and he is recommending the best things that he can recommend and what his government can recommend for Australians through the power of listening. We're watching what happens around the world. If you want to look at a good country that knows what they're doing, look at New Zealand and what and, and what Jacinda Ardern is doing over there. But again, their whole entire population of the two islands live in Sydney CBD, right, in Australia. So, you know, we talk about four million people. That's their full complement. Um, for a, an island as big as we are, we've got 24 million people. Romania 
has 20 million and they're nowhere near as big as us. So we've got a big country but we're not overpopulated at this stage. We do have the facilities and we do have the professionalism to help each other. You've got to listen to stay home. You've got to listen to don't get out and socialise. Don't put yourself in harm's way and don't put others in harm's way. If you feel the effects of anything that they recommend, check out WHO, talk about cold symptoms, sore throat is where it starts, fever, aches and pains. At any stage, then you should go to your doctor and get checked out. You don't have to go to hospital, go to your doctor, your GP will do the best he can and they will identify what they can do. Other than that, stay locked in, people. Stay home. You know, you see it everywhere, hashtag stay home. It just doesn't make sense to risk everyone. Again, I don't want to be that guy that's banging you over the head. I'm only telling you what we're being told. But I want people to just take time out to think about the seriousness of the situation because it doesn't need to be this way, you know. It, it really doesn't. It, it, we We just have to sort of dig in and go to people that, um, I'm just trying to find the percentages. Um, okay, so here we go. This is what Jody posted. If 90% of us stay home, the virus will be gone within four weeks. If 80% of us stay home, the virus will be gone in 13 weeks. If 70% of us stay home, the virus will not be contained and our lives will never be the same again. Saying goodbye to our economy, our businesses, and ever travelling overseas again. We are currently at 50%. Think about that uh, when you go to the shops. And that's the seriousness of just think about those numbers and think if you can stay home, stay home. This will pass. We will get through it. But we need to – we don't want to be that one jerk-off that goes – Oh, no, it won't happen to me. Because you know what? It's going to fucking happen to you. You just need to take precautions. If the elderly are in shopping places and they're not taking care and they get that, they will end up sick and they will end up in hospital. But this does not discriminate. Babies have got it. Younger people with health issues are getting it. So I just really wanted to read that stats. Check it out. It's on my Instagram uh, it's in my stories. I'll probably put it up in on my page as well because I really saw when 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 I saw um, what Jodie put up, it really stuck with me, resonated with me. Okay, that's a serious side out of it. When I talk about uh, other things to do, because people are talking about games and staying fit and doing exercise, you go on the Instagram, you'll see people hosting. Fitness classes, hey, watch this and you can do it and all that. It's fucking lovely. But also in the situation, I really want people to have a think about where your career is, where you want to go and what it looks like now because, again, this will pass, things will change and we will get back out there. Do you want to be doing what you want to do or is it time to have a career change? How about doing up your CV? How about going, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time. I've always wanted to or... Why not use this time to do that? Redo your CD, your CV. Have a read of what you are and what you've done and where you want to go. 
if it means you need to go and do some more education, go and do some. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I don't, I don't. I think you're never too old to keep learning. So, so do that. Uh, another thing I want to say about them is everyone wants to jump around and, and jump on the backs of millennials, right? And the millennials get a really tough time. It's a funny situation. I fall in the Gen X. So I've got the millennials calling the baby boomers, yeah, okay, boomer. Okay, and actually even my son, the smart ass, he tries to call me a boomer. I'm like, fuck off, I'm not in that category. I'm Gen X, baby. But, and the boomers are hanging it on the, the millennials. Oh, they haven't got a good work ethic and that, blah, blah, blah. Look, the millennials aren't, haven't never lived in a situation like the baby boomers when you buy a, a house and land for $25,000, like, those days are gone. But I do want you to remember that the majority of people that are still in jobs outside of the medical and, and essential industries, like working in shops, like working in food services, like working in, you know, your cars, your always, a lot of those are millennials. And they keep turning up and they keep doing their job. They're not claiming to have coronavirus. They're not staying home. They're not taking advantage of the situation. They keep turning up. Because that's what you and right now they're showing their worth. So next time you want to hang it on a millennial or you want to say, Oh, those fucking kids, just remember they're the ones that are serving your food. They're the ones that are, are packing, you know, it's packing the shelves. I know there's a lot of others that have moved into that. It's not just millennials. The big concentration of these millennials that are either doing degrees or finishing their degrees or have finished their degrees and they're trying to find work, they're in this and they're still turning up every day. I've been to several different food outlets. I've had Uber Eats delivered on weekends and young people trying to make a buck, you know. So before, just recognise the people. Again, medical professionals, I said it before. Um, I find that I don't want to rag doctors out. And doctors have the ability to pick and choose, whereas nurses are always required, are always got work, always turning up. Chemists are the same. I notice as someone I follow who's a chemist, pharmaceutical chemist, and she works in different areas and she just keeps turning up. People just keep turning up and the credit to them. Um, I made a note of stay at home, stay the fuck at home. Like it's not hard. Um, what else? Oh, what we're we going to miss out on, or what we're missing out on? What's I think this is deep in my heart. Surgery, a lot of surgery is going to be postponed. Elective surgery, and I personally am really worried about those young ladies that were in line to have boob jobs and labiaplasty, and they're going to have to wait. And I know how hard that must be for them. That they just they just got a C cup and they've been wishing on the double Ds. And now they're just gonna have to wait and there's no time frame. How devastated they must be. The women that have decided that it's time to get labiaplasty. And they're just gonna have to wait. They must be devastated. Here's a reality check, people. It happens. The world, who gives a fuck? And I'm going to let you in on a secret. Men are far more attractive. Well, 
I speak for men. There's some dumb fucking idiots out there. But I'm going to speak for men as a generalisation. We are far more attracted to the woman who has something to talk about, something platform that she stands on and something that she can share and make you laugh and make you giggle. But she's got a brain in her fucking head. It doesn't matter how big her tits are or what a vagina looks like. We don't get that personal. What your vagina looks like is, is more of an industry of strippers and cam girls and they're the ones that want to do it. So for those women out there that their surgery, elective surgery for boobs and labiaplasty has been put on hold, I feel for you. But I'm pretty sure you're going to get over it. And, you know, just hang out there. Hang out. That's like a bad one. I also want to mention um, for dudes that were in lines to get vasectomies and the vasectomies are put on hold, go back to wearing the glove, baby. It's not worth it. You don't want unwanted children. This is a time where you're just going to be locked in the house and you're going to be, what are we going to do? Yeah, we're going to fuck. And it, Well, actually, if you've got kids already in the house, there's no chance you're going to fuck because the kids are going to be at you. But don't take – if you're in line for a vasectomy, just put it on hold or just go and f- help yourself in the shower. Just bat it out. This time will pass. It's not the end of the world. Um, online dating. Time to update your profile. Here's your chance. You've got all the time in the world, even you're in lockdown – to uh, do a bit of exercise, take some nice photos, Photoshop them. Because we all know what you see on the dating profile is not what you're going to meet in person. It's not going to wake up to the next morning. Like if, if, if it was true, then the world would go differently. Actually, here's a measure for me. If I can wake up to a woman that hasn't got any makeup on and I still find her attractive, she's a keeper. And that's a lot of the time. Because there's a lot more than just makeup that makes up a woman. They become attractive more times. Oh, look, I'm fucking rambling now. Anyway, um, committed relationships. Now, here's the time to really check because you're really going to be put under the pump. Because now everyone's freaking out and they're going to. Oh. They won't actually say, women won't say to men, so where do you think this is going? Because we're in getting a lockdown now. But if men are smart, they will utilise this time to really have a think about, am I wasting this girl's time or is she for me? Don't try and be a fuckboy. Those days are over. Try and be a realist. Young or old, it doesn't matter. Have enough balls to go, you know what, this isn't working for me. I'm happy fucking you, happy sleeping with you. It's all good. But I can't see it's going to go past that. So that's something to take in. You're actually now, you're unsure and the sex is great, but is it going to count for that forever? Um, and just on the labiaplasty, I don't want to focus on this, by the way. If you know what labiaplasty is, you're not listening to the right podcast. Google it. I don't need to tell you. The, it's the, the, the secret's in the front, labia, okay? Um, the amount of cam girls and OnlyFans accounts has shot through the roof. Now, I can tell you from Twitter, Twitter doesn't have any bounds of what they can post. There's no, like, on it, for instance, Instagram, can't post nipples, can't post vaginas. They get around it. They wear sheer clothing. You know, 
they wear tight-fitting underwear and they throw their legs in the air and it's like, well, you're not really hiding much, but according to the rules of Instagram, you're doing the right thing. Twitter doesn't hold back. Twitter, you can put whatever you want on there. But then what they do, and I say they, I'm talking about women in general, that have these OnlyFans accounts. I don't hold anything against them. But they have soared up the charts. Amateur porn is at its all-time highest where you can have your own account, you can post whatever you want, and you can charge whatever you want. You can charge $5 a month, you can charge $20 a month. I can tell you the different people that I've seen on Instagram and Twitter and I go and check out and they charge. Like, Yeah, there's a, there's a girl who she calls herself a sex worker. She works in Melbourne. She's a prostitute. She's a prostitute with a family and kids, right? That's simple as it is. She doesn't like the term prostitute. So she says sex worker. And, of course, their business is down because of coronavirus. So now she's opened an OnlyFans account and she charges 20, I think it's $20 a month. Or, yeah, $20 a month. Now, that doesn't sound like much. But when you start to do the numbers and you start to see the people that, you know, are subscribing, which I don't understand, but they might subscribe and go, oh, what's $20? $20 means nothing. And you see the numbers that they build up. So she might get 200 people, you know, because there's always a massive following. So she might get 200. There's $4,000 a month that she didn't have previously. And because she's not working, that, um, of course, you know, that's what, that's what pays the bills. So good luck to them. But I'm just – I don't know anyone that actually subscribes to, to OnlyFans at this stage. I'm sure there's plenty of men that don't talk about it. Um, I'm just trying to think of – let's have a look at um, – Nope. No, I can't think of what her account is. I'm trying to work out how many she's got. But I'll give you, I'll give you an example of someone else that I follow. And it's a sad story and I'll probably get into a bit more because I've actually mentioned her previously. I can't remember the – I think she had 3,500 followers but she was actually on track with OnlyFans to make $330,000 this year just from posting content of her nude and showing her parts and – now, the ironic part about this is she'd had a boob job originally and then she went to a bigger boob job. Now, put it in perspective of how big she went, a friend of mine had, I think, 450 cc. CC is the measurement, whatever they're putting in each tit. 450, and I think she got a D cup out of it. And she couldn't really go any bigger because she's only got a small frame and that was what it was. So might have been 420 cc's. This woman who's on OnlyFans, which went to 1,800 cc's per tit. Then she increased, I think that was 1,800 went to, I think she went to 3,000 in September last year. And then in January this year she went to, she wanted to go to 4,400 and I think they got it to 4,300. Now, this is the point where each of her tits is bigger than her head and they look ridiculous. She's in the late, mid to late 30s. She 
has, well, she obviously, she's a, she's a mum. She takes the kids to school. And where I get lost in the whole thing is that she talks, takes the kids to school and she comes home and gets nude and takes shots. And Anyway, but she was on track to make $330,000 a year. In February, no, sorry, so she had the surgery done in January. It might have been the start of February. On the way back after the surgery, she lives in Hawaii. She had flown to Florida. On the way back, one of the breast implants ruptured. So they flew her back and they fixed it. She had to stay a bit longer. And she said it was a bit sore. There was a lot of skin tissue that was sore, blah, 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 which understandably. And then she had to... um, uh, yeah, return back to Hawaii. She got home to Hawaii and she ended up with an infection. And she wasn't feeling good, didn't feel the same. Anyway, she goes off to the hospital, which is on the army base that she lives on. And um, she had to have the implant out. So for a long period of time, she only had one boob. The infection cleared up, she's gone back and she's now had the other boob out. So she's got the skin there. If you take the implants out that are stretching over 4,200 cc she got in each one, it's very, very hard to explain how fucking big they are. I just keep thinking they're bigger than a head. And she's a pretty girl. She's a bit goofy. She's a bit silly. Anyway, she's had them out. She's now dropped... From OnlyFans again, $100,000 a year, where the people just went, yeah, no, I'm out, and they've just left. I don't disagree. I don't agree. But when you're making that sort of money and you have to drop 100 grand, of course, what is she going to do? She's going to wait for the infection, everything clears up, and she's going to go back to being big all over again. I don't know how big. I think she's talking about you know, 2,400 or 2,000 cc. The woman had an infection, it was life-threatening and still she's going to go back and I just don't understand it. I just don't get it but this is the world we live in now. So think about the women that are on OnlyFans. If you don't know what OnlyFans are, check it out. Just Google it and you'll see. I, I don't even know the numbers of how many women. I think yes, there's men on there too. I presume there's – yeah, there'll be men. Of course there'll be men. Um. And it's making money in the privacy of your own home. I'm not saying that's what you should do in this downtime. But I'm saying that's what the trend is. Sex workers are doing it from home, are became, becoming cam girls. All guys, I guess. Um, co, co, coronavirus or COVID-19 has or is making us think a little bit deeper as to what we need to do. The thing, the other thing we've got to watch out, not only is there going to be lines around the block for Centrelink, which is our, you know, subsidy, how we're going to get help from, before too long there'll be lines of Asian kids standing outside the Apple store waiting to get the latest update of COVID-20 when they release that. I think it's November. That's my attempt at humour. I'm also, that's what I'm going to do. Not, not, I'm not going to promote release of COVID-20 when it comes out. Just as they're Instagram models, 
and Instagram models can be anyone these days. I've decided I'm going to be an Instagram comedian. That's going to be my brief. So, um, yeah, I'm going to work on that next month. This will come out probably this month in Australia. is a new month. Everywhere else around the world will be next month, last month. But, yeah, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to be an Instagram comedian. I, I guess I've been inspired by a lot of women who call themselves Instagram models that are definitely not. Um, so I think, I think that that's what my aim is. Why not? Why, why can't I be an Instagram comic? It seems to be the norm. That's what we do now. So, all righty. I think that's us. We're out. Um, it's good to be back. I'm coming out of quarantine. I've always got a lot to say. Um, I've got plenty to talk about. I'm going to talk about the Tiger King. That's going to be in the next episode. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Because it's just fucking bizarre. I can't get my head around a lot of stuff. And, um, yeah, we will see you back in a couple of days' time, actually. It's middle of the week. I'll be back on the weekend. What do we want to finish with? Uh, what about a an Aldi? Yeah. Why not? Not coronavirus. Let's get away from it. All right. Till next time.
sweat till you bleed. Is that dope enough? Indeed. I paid the price to control the dice. I'm more precise. To the point I'm nice. The music takes control. Your heart is so unfold. Your body is free and behold. Dance so you can't dance so you can't dance no more. Get on the floor and get raw. Dip. Come back and upside down. Easy now. Let me see you move. Thanks for listening to a Guerrilla Radio podcast. I hope you've enjoyed what you've listened to. Remember, you can find all Guerrilla Radio podcasts on all good podcast catches and maybe some bad ones. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Guerrilla Radio Australia and Twitter on Guerrilla underscore KMAC. Don't forget the website, guerrillaradio.com.au for all other information. And thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you. Randy, goodbye. Bye now. Goodbye. Oh, my God. <laughs>